In a world where a man loves movies and loves lists and keeps a list of his 100 favorite movies for over 30 years, what if he made his wife watch those movies in order? And what if he made her talk about it on a podcast? Would she like them? Would she hate them? Can this marriage possibly survive this podcast? Find out what will happen in a world called Craig's List. Hello, Craig's listeners. Bite your teeth into the ass of life. <laughs> if you take nothing away from this podcast, <laughs> you must know how much I want you to bite your teeth into the ass of life. <laughs> this is the best advice I can give you. Uh, I say it every week, not in so many words, but in my attitude. And this life itself has just a giant ass that just is waiting <laughs> to have a bite taken out of it. So... Craig's listeners, please bite your teeth into the ass of life. Today, we're going to talk about the big night. Uh, Alfredo? Yes. I'm, <laughs> oh, no. Yes, I should have said this is uh, not Craig. This is Alfredo. So it's Alfredo's list this week. This is, uh, no, this is a Craig's list, but this is your guest host, Alfredo. Uh, I am a, uh, a stunning Italian man. <laughs> who uh, Carla met while she was on tour in Italy. That's correct. Italia, in 2007, as we say. I in, met Alfredo. In 2007. When I was touring with the Second City in Italy. <laughs> and we have carried on a long-term affair. And Alfredo showed me all around yes. Rome. We saw Florence. Roma. We saw a Flo a Firenze. Yes. Yes. And uh, we fell in love. We did fall in love. And then on the third day, he told me that he has a wife and children. <laughs> I do. It is very common for Italian men to have it's something going on on the side. Uh, much like Stanley Tucci in the, the film today. But I haven't seen you in a long time. No, Alfredo. it's been a long, it's been a long time, but I came over to make a timpano. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's going to be in the oven for about 10 hours, if that's okay. Wait. What will we do okay. in the meantime? But my best to Craig. I've never met him, but, uh, I've been following the podcast. I've, I, <laughs> I tuned in on uh, episode primo, uh, La Dolce Vita. Of course. It was my, fa my favorite of movie. Of course it was. So far, it's uh, so <laughs> that good. That makes sense. It's so good. And it's uh, so much about uh, Roma uh -huh. and uh, the history of Rome. <laughs> and, oh, I hope there's a Moffolini on the list. I, I fear there might be. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there is more Italian cinema on the list. I think there probably is. Is there any uh, Antonioni? Michelangelo Antonioni. I don't know. Is he on the <laughs> is he on the list? How about the Cinema Paradiso? Probably. Okay. That sounds about right. Okay. Uh, we have a guest today, though. Well, we have a guest on the podcast. Besides you, of course. Yes. Okay. Yes. We, we have, have another guest. <laughs> Who is uh, the guest? Uh, well, let's check in with Craig real quick because he usually does this part. What? <laughs> Craig. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm making uh, making the tempano. Oh. Ooh. Uh, competing tapanos from Alfredo and Craig? What do you mean competing tapanos? <laughs> I'm, I'm just talking about pasta here. Uh, 
What's going on? Did you hit record without me? What's going Sorry. on? Sorry. I just wanted to introduce our guest. Yeah. I, I, I was going to introduce our guest. I didn't know we were recording already. What's... Were you talking? I heard you talking. Longest opening <laughs> improvised bit ever. I was trying to make it that Alfredo was only a figment of your imagination. <laughs> and he wasn't really were. there and you're going insane. Hi, guys. Welcome to Craigslist. Uh, this is, of course, episode. <laughs> he doesn't know. I don't, I don't know what, what episode it is. Um, looking it up. Does it up. In Italian. Yes. <laughs> yes, it matters. Uh, this is episode 45, number 56 on Craigslist. This is a 1996 film, uh, directed by Stanley Tucci and Campbell Scott, and it's called Big Night. Big Night. Big Night, as Carla says. And, uh, we do have a guest today, and she is a good friend of ours. And she loves food. (laughs) (laughs) And we wanted to have her as a guest. We had her husband already, and he was a fantastic guest. And we talk about movies and culture and food a lot with her. And she's just so charming and funny. And we thought she would be the perfect podcast guest today. Please welcome Julie Blacker. Hi. No, no, Julie Lacouture. Julie. That's fine. Either one is fine. Lacouture. (laughs) Or Julie Lacouture. If you're my family, yeah. Okay. Uh, Julie, this is your first time being on a podcast. Kind of. Kind of. I was on uh, Ben's comics podcast. And okay. Our, our friend Liz has a podcast where she talks about Quantum Leap. <laughs> really? Have oh, you seen a lot of Quantum awesome. Leap? Have I? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went through a big Quantum Leap phase in the mid-90s when it was on at like 11 a.m. on USA Network. You didn't watch it when it was first on? I did not watch it when it was first watched on. watched the reruns of it. Watched okay. the reruns at uh, 11 a.m. on USA Network because it was about the time I was waking up every day as a, a guy in my mid-20s in Chicago. How did what? you find it? Did yeah. you like it? I loved it. Okay. I loved was Quantum, Quantum Leap. Was Quantum Leap on the same night as Miami Vice? It, mm, I, I feel like Miami Vice was off the air before Quantum Leap started, but I will look that up. I think that's, I think you're wrong. Cause my, like Miami Vice probably went just into the late eighties. Maybe it went off the air around 88. Do you think Quantum Leap being on like when I was in middle school? Cause I was in like the mid eighties, right? Yeah. Well, middle late. Okay. So like right around the time of Beauty and the Beast. With okay, Ron that, Perlman. I don't know your timeline. <laughs> Linda Hamilton and Ron Perlman. Oh, okay. Oh, that, that beauty, one. that oh, beauty wow. and the beast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I loved that. Show. I'm going to look up some late '80s TV schedules to find out, Carla, if you were right. This I already is how this whole podcast is going to go for me. I already I'm a little tipsy. Oh, you were having a big night. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are in the middle of a big night. We are a bottle and a half of wine into a big night. <laughs> this is what's happening. We we wanted Julie as a guest on the podcast. We looked for a movie that we thought might be appropriate, and we chose Big Night, knowing that it's about food and it's about preparing a big meal. And you and Ben have cooked for us so many times and are fantastic cooks and bakers. Mm-hmm. And But we should have known the monster we were creating and <laughs> suggesting this uh, because Ben has taken uh, upon himself to prepare a enormous meal. Well, Julie, us. Julie made the pasta this morning. Julie made the pasta this morning. Ben is cooking right now. Well, to be fair, when you invited me to be on the podcast, you also texted me a recipe for timpano, <laughs> <laughs> which is a I did extensive not, 
I did not request the tempano <laughs> specifically. It was, a, it was an implicit request. <laughs> <laughs> and will there be a tempano tonight? No. Okay. But there will be a good tamo. <laughs> <laughs> is that Italian for good time? Uh-huh. Yeah. A good tamo. Carlos Italian is perfect. So this is another one of the rare times that we are watching the movie right before recording the podcast. We just finished the movie a few minutes ago. We watched it with yeah, Julie and Ben. and this is the ben. first time we've had a, uh, a guest where we watch the movie and then we're recording right away. Right? Well, Rishi and Lindsay, we did that with the oh, Turn no, of Sunshine of the Spotless right. Mind. Forget everything. That was <laughs> just a few episodes ago. Uh, and then after we're done recording, we're going to have an enormous Italian meal. Yeah. We also already had some pizza. <laughs> we yes. did. We had, and I had 100 olives. We had pizzas. Carla had 100 olives. It was just like, like, cool, an, like an eating competition. It was like a cool hand loop situation where there Those was money olives, being exchanged across the, the table. Olives tasted like chocolate. The That's wine tastes like popcorn. <laughs> Everything's amazing. <laughs> What's that thing, the berry you can eat? Do you know what I'm talking about? Where no. you eat a berry and then it makes all food taste different. Like sweet tastes sour and sour tastes sweet. I don't know. That's out of Willy Wonka, right? No, no, no. This is out of the real world. The <laughs> thing that you can... The MTV show. Oh, boy. I don't wow. know. We'll... I'm going to look it up. It's not a productive conversation. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. There's so many things I already have to look up. Sorry. I have to look up when Quantum Leap aired <laughs> and what the fucking Why? magical berry that do changes you do your like taste buds is. Do you like the behind the scenes is. podcast after this where you correct errata? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, we have the correct errata, which of course behind the paywall, but you know, <laughs> donate to our Patreon and you can listen to the two hour correct errata of us. Uh, <laughs> correcting everything that we we talked about uh out of our asses so julie uh so you had kind of a a traumatic time on your first podcast so you did some research to know what it's like to be a good podcast guest how did you go about so when i was on ben's podcast it was basically ben and heath making fun of me for not knowing comics which Uh, they were nicer about it but it was not i didn't know what i was walking into so i printed out uh, it says at the top, your success is in your system. <laughs> and it says the ultimate podcast guest interview checklist. <laughs> so I am fully prepared. And I feel like not enough podcast guests do this. No, you're to, right. To, you know, just really be prepared. Yeah. yeah. So no, what, I, what are some of the things? Okay. So 10 minutes before, I'm supposed to tweet out, so excited to talk with at show host on the show name hashtag podcast. <laughs> Okay, can you do that? Uh, no, my phone's in the other room, and I should have done. I should have done it ten minutes before we started this, but I will. I'll maybe do it later. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but your yeah. husband is texting me to make sure it's okay that I eat meat. Okay. Yes. Okay, you should let him text know. it back. Me meatball. Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, Carla's good at eating anything except pig. Oh, agree. Would you? Yeah. We don't need anything smarter than the dogs. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I think. Uh, pig. So pigs and octopus. Yeah. Octopi. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, turkey, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb as dirt. <laughs> um, there were some wild turkeys in the town I went to high school with. Uh, high school in. High school when I went to high school. Did you someone, go to high school with that turkey? <laughs> <laughs> quite a few. Uh, and someone told me that uh, the turkeys have to be brought in when it rains because they will look up and drown them. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they're wild turkeys, so how can you? Even wild turkeys. Oh, Who's bringing them in? Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the other thing I'm supposed to do before the call, which I did not do, is I'm supposed to write the host's name and podcast name on a Post-it note and stick it prominently in front of me. 
But I know that you are Carla and you are Craig. So I am I'm good. Now, yes. why does it assume that all podcasts are call in too? Um, I don't know. This that feels very old school. It feels like an old school list. Yeah. Uh, I was supposed to also get a glass of water. Okay. But I have, I have wine some. in front of me, so I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> wine will keep you hydrated. Seven minutes before. There's a 10 minute before and a seven minute before. <laughs> oh seven minutes before. I'm supposed to minimize all tabs. On oh, my browser. Because you're not supposed to be so distracted. I don't want to be distracted. I don't okay. want to get an email during Focus this. on the task at hand. That's why I left my phone in the other room. I'm okay. You're going to take a picture? <laughs> we'll post it. We will tweet that. Um, and then five minutes before, I'm supposed to message you both on Skype to let you know I'm, I'm ready and standing by. <laughs> this is bizarre. This is assuming that all podcasts are conducted over Skype with strangers. I have a there's a oh no, there's more. There's more. There's a whole back during the recording. During the recording, say? I'm supposed to. Well, this might. I'll check these off as I do them. I have a pen. Um, <laughs> call the host by name often, Craig and Carla. <laughs> so I get a check on that. Oh, because it's like we're, you're reminding them that you know who they are. Yeah, and I'm supposed to mention the podcast by name often. So it's great to be here on Craigslist. Thank you, Julie. Aww. It is good to be. It's good to have you on Craigslist <laughs> with me and Carla. Thank you, Craig and Carla. Thank you, Julie. <laughs> Thank you back. And that was the next one before I even mentioned it. Compliment the host, the show, and the audience. <laughs> so thank you, dear listeners. Check. Craig's listeners specifically. Yeah. So anyway, I have it in front of me. I'll, I'll hit them all, I'm sure. We'll yeah. check in at the end and see how she did. Okay. We will keep tabs on the boxes and see if we're checking them all in. Uh, well, it's great to have you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, so today's movie <laughs> is uh, came out in 1996, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a small independent film, uh, written and directed and starring Mr. Stanley Tucci. He co-directed it with Campbell Scott. Oh, I didn't uh, realize he wrote it. Uh, he co-wrote it and co-directed it with Campbell Scott, uh, who's one of my favorite actors who plays a, a smaller part Campbell Scott, in this. This is a movie that just features people who are amazing, who probably should have been much more famous than they are. Stanley Tucci, Tony Shalhoub, Mini Driver, Isabella Rossellini. Isabella Rossellini. Like you guys are all doing pretty well. Allison Janney. Allison Janney. Yeah, I guess you're right. But I just think like I don't know, like Campbell Scott, he's a working actor for sure, but he is He's just never as he's talented. never become a household name, yeah. but he's he's very versatile and he's been in so many good movies and he's so natural. He is. Yeah. yeah. I really like him and uh Isabella Ro- Rossellini who you know, she is a famous person, I guess, but like you, you don't really, guess. you don't really think about like her, the roles that she's played necessarily. Sure. You think about her as a model, you know, as what's her face's daughter. The time she was on Friends. The time she was on Friends. <laughs> was she on Friends? Yeah, because yeah. she's Ross's like, uh, if I ever met her, I could hook up with her, right? Oh, did really? she play herself? Whatever that's called. I think so. Sure. Yeah, she did. Um, but you don't think of like this award winning performance necessarily. Yeah. Not this one, but just anyone. <laughs> sure. Anyways, it just feels like a lot of really talented people who are her known, but not necessarily well known. And at the time this movie came out, they were even less known than yeah. they are now because a lot of them have gone on to be, you know, just very uh, go to character actors across the board. But Stanley Tucci, <laughs> I mostly knew at the time this came out from the TV show Murder One. Did you guys oh. ever see that? No. no. What is that? Murder One was an ABC show in 1995. I think they did have a second season. But it was one of the first like network TV shows that was kind of striving for like 
cable quality. Like it was a little grittier. Like I think it had a, you know, a parental warning at the beginning that, you know, it had some like, it was around the time that NYPD blue was starting to show like nudity and stuff like that. Uh, but he played the bad guy on a character named Richard cross. And it was, it was also a season, uh, where they followed one trial for the entire year. Uh, and it was just a great show. And I know I'd seen him in a few other movies, but he really was not that well known at the time that big night came out. Tony Shalhoub may be slightly better known because I think Wings was already on sure. the air at that time. Wings. I didn't know he was on that show. What? Yeah. He I never saw is that Wings, show. Carla. To be fair, I never saw that show. What? <gasps> Sorry. Wings had a great cast. It was Tim Daly <laughs> uh-huh. and Thomas Hayden Church. I like those guys. Uh, but I mostly knew Tony Shalhoub from Barton Fink, uh, where he has a great supporting part in that. Minnie Driver was, this was before Goodwill Hunting, so she was not quite a household name. Circle of Friends had come out the previous right. year. Because you're not Which a girl, you didn't friend. know it? Yeah. I, knew, I, I saw you're... Circle of Friends. I love Circle of Friends. Yeah, oh, right. I thought it was great. The book is really much better. Really? Uh, <laughs> you seen it or read it? No. Oh, no. I'm going to eat an olive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drink some wine. <laughs> this is one of the chocolate olives? <laughs> and Allison Janney, this is before West Wing. Yeah. And uh, Mark Anthony, the future Mr. Jennifer Lopez, is in the movie mm-hmm. with very little dialogue, but he, I think he's he, 15. He looks 15. I think he, he was more like large. 27 at the time. Uh, but in a mostly silent part, he's still very memorable in it. So it's, it's a great cast. It's set at a, uh, a small Italian restaurant on the Jersey Shore in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's about two brothers, Primo and Secondo, i.e. first and second mm-hmm. in Italian. Uh, Tony Shalhoub plays Primo. He's the chef of the restaurant, back of the house. Uh, Stanley Tucci is Segundo, the front of the house, uh, maitre d', and it's a failing restaurant. They're, they're trying to cook authentic Italian cuisine and they're not doing that well. Across the street, however, is another Italian place, Pasquale's, mm-hmm. uh, played by Ian Holm, who I believe I've mentioned before, I believe is the actor with the most credits on Craig's list. We've already seen him. Crazy. I think this is the first time I've ever seen him in a movie and I loved him. That He's so good. Can't be right, yeah. but. I mean, he, well, what else but, is he in? we'll have to look up his credits, but right. he's in so many things, but he's always very different, you know, in look yeah. and in style. He I of course Paul's was here. <laughs> it was a big night. Paul F. Tompkins might be making a guest appearance at I some point. The door shut. <laughs> <laughs> We've locked him out folks. <laughs> There's no way. Sorry, There's no way like, we're letting ben him on. Is Ben getting in a fight with himself out there? <laughs> and then I just realized, oh no, it's just two animated people talking very loudly. <laughs> oh, I'll leave fight. Yes. They but have a fight club. <laughs> but Ian Holm, of course, has already played uh, Bilbo Baggins in Return of the King, Napoleon in Time Bandits. Uh, he was the lead in Sweet Hereafter. And uh, I, he's got two more appearances after this one on Craig's List. So I'm going to have to... What? What could they be? What could they be? Alien? Alien is not one of them. I will say that. Ian Holm story. (laughs) (laughs) Ian Holm as Ian Holm in the Ian Holm story. Uh, but Pasquale's is your typical like red booth, you know, white and red, uh, tablecloth Italian American place where they have. It's like a nightclub. It's like a nightclub. They've got big ass plates of spaghetti and meatballs and they are doing booming business. (laughs) Uh, so. Uh, Secundo goes to Pasquale to ask him a favor. Will you, uh, loan us some money, help out my failing restaurant? And he says, I'm going to invite my friend Louis Prima 
the the famous Italian singer and his band. They're going to be in town and they're going to come to your restaurant and dine there. And so uh, and that will help. Yeah, generate business. That'll help generate business. So right. the movie really takes place on three days, pretty much. Uh, I think the first and second day are maybe like a week apart, but the, the first day is just kind of setting up this restaurant that they're not doing well. We meet the characters and then most of the movie is the preparation and then the actual big night itself of this big dinner for Louis Prima and his band. And there's a little coda at the end, the, the next morning. So yeah. it's very, very tight focus on this movie. This is kind of the quintessential small independent movie, but I would say I love it because it just gets a bunch of tiny things right. And there's something about, there's something about trying to tell a big sweeping story, but I think there's something even more impressive about telling just a tiny story and getting all the details right. This is the third time I've seen it. Okay. The first time I saw it, I think I was either in high school. I think it was probably high school because I worked at Blockbuster and I would rent all the independent movies. Yeah. Like, I feel like this was around the same time, maybe, as like Heavenly Creatures, maybe? Yeah, Heavenly Creatures were 94, but yeah, roughly but like, around the same like time. It was in the same section in my video store, maybe. You're probably, you know, in your late teens, you're probably just starting to break outside of like what's playing at yeah. the multiplex. You know, you're more interested in more adult movies. So I watched this and I was like, eh, it's all right. And I probably watched it because of Mini Driver, actually, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again a few years ago, which when I say that could be two or 10 years ago. I can't really remember. <laughs> a few. <laughs> but as an adult, I watched it and I liked it better. But this time, I liked it. But this time watching it, I really got it in ways that I never had got. Oh, cool. In it before because of the whole like crushed dreams aspect. <laughs> like that really resonated with me in a way that I didn't understand when I was younger. Now that your dreams have been crushed, yes. you get this movie. And just, you know, the idea of, you know, uh, the sibling thing. And yeah, there's just, it's a lot of adult themes that you don't really understand until you're older, I think. Yeah. Adult themes like having your dreams crushed. Yes. <laughs> and like... Laying on the table after you've had a full meal. <laughs> well, that lady had a whole other story going on. Now, Julie, you had never seen this movie I before. I had never seen this movie before. I think I had seen the end, though, at the, like, on watching something else. Like, yeah. it was like I had caught the last five minutes of it because that seemed familiar to me. But no, I had not seen it before. I loved it. Good. Well, <laughs> spoilers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wait, no, that's okay. That's okay so, that you can you can reveal that you oh, loved it. That's oh, great. What well, what did what did you love about it? Um, I liked the food part of it for mm-hmm. sure. And there's some kind of like there's that um like that crescendo of anxiety of like throwing a dinner party too, which felt like they nailed that. Yeah. But it also to use it as a metaphor for crushing dreams. So it was like, <laughs> oh great. It's like work anxiety and dinner party anxiety all rolled up into one. Um so I, I like tonally it was really great. But also Stanley Tucci and Tony Shaloup seem to be having the best time. Yeah. Right? Like, Even when they're fighting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there was uh, there was some real chemistry between them. And then also every time the scene would change, there'd be a new awesome actor. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like it was like just one after another of I'm sure in nineteen ninety six I wouldn't have been like oh, ooh, but now 
even Liev Schreiber plays the doorman Door at Ian yeah. Holmes' place and maybe has one or two lines, but that's it. And yeah. I, I looked up his credits and like he, he kind of exploded in 96 of like Scream came out then and a bunch of other things. He and Stanley Tucci are also in a great movie called The Day Trippers with Hope Davis oh, that yeah. came out around. Mm-hmm. And Campbell Scott might be in that movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, but Liev Schreiber was not a known actor at the time. So it, it felt like Stanley Tucci really had a good sense of just like, who are the best people yeah. whose careers are about to explode? Yeah. You know, so it's it's a good to see for that. Well, you know what's funny? We just watched um the we just watched that Beatles documentary that um Ron Howard did. Yeah. Um documentary, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and I think one of the things that I took away from that movie was like one of the reasons the Beatles caught on was because when they did interviews, they were so funny and fun with each other because they were friends. And I feel like that was a big part of the appeal mm. of that band that I did not understand because I had not seen that part of them. Yeah. And that it felt very similar, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. To say like, oh, you know, there ha- like there's chemistry there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have a brother. But uh, it does feel like a very lived-in brother-brother relationship. Yeah. And, yeah, Ben watching the movie said, do you think they made this movie so they can just talk in funny Italian accents? <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. And I mean, I guess you could justify it as they're trying to practice their English with each other. You right. know, because they're clearly like immigrants who've been in America maybe for a few years at this point, but not that long, you know. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you know, 90% of the time they're talking kind of broken English mm-hmm. to each other, which, you know, that they could probably talk in their native language, but it's just so funny. It really is, yeah. And... Stanley Tucci is just a performance of a guy who is just holding so much in and he's trying to be the face of the restaurant and he's trying to put on a brave face and also like be friendly and welcoming. You know, uh, Tony Shalhoub is the guy who kind of gets to be like the glowering artist in the kitchen because he's a perfectionist. He wants to make the food the way that he wants to make it. He's not going to make concessions for these trashy Americans who don't know what real Italian food is. And Stanley Tucci is the guy who like actually has to deal with the customers. So there's the stress of his business. Mm-hmm. There's the stress of he's in a, uh, a relationship with many driver where he hasn't, uh, <laughs> they haven't had sex yet. Yeah. Uh, he, and then he's having an affair with Pasquale's wife played by Isabella Rossellini. So he's right. juggling these different relationships. And so many of like the laughs just come from, his tension of like not being able to say the things that he wants to say. And then also he's speaking in his second language right. too. And so it's just a performance that like captures all that tension really well. I think that the movie also does a really incredible job of capturing the feeling that you have when, when the meal becomes like an experience or mm. like a party, right. Mm-hmm. Or a celebration, I yeah. guess. And I think when I was younger, I didn't, I hadn't really, you know, you'd have like Thanksgiving with family or whatever, but I hadn't experienced like that feeling of, hey, we're all going to get together and drink and eat. And it's like, it's not just going to be the food. It's like, you know, connecting to each other and telling stories and joking around and stuff. And I think that there's so many great shots in the movie of them preparing the meal and Mm -hmm. then having the experience of the meal. I thought I liked this movie a lot when I first saw it in 96. Like, I think it's always been my favorite movie from 1996, but it didn't make it onto the list until like the third time I've seen it. 
And I tell you, every time that I see it, I like it more and more. Yeah. And I just get older, you know. Yeah. So I think like the more, the more and more I become an adult and the more you realize that you have to like treasure those little experiences, like mm-hmm. a great meal, you know, a good conversation with a friend. Plus you're you just know. like too tired to go dancing for an experience or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like too much work to go to a club with your friends. Anyway. Yeah. So like, yeah, let's just sit down and have a nice dinner. <laughs> but it, it, it does like just cap capture the simple pleasures in life, but then also just like the things that just fucking suck about being an adult. Yeah. Too, you know. Ah, uh, and it, it is kind of like, it is like the, the, that classic movie template of like the one last chance, you know? Yeah. So like the lawyer has the one last big case in the verdict, you know, the athlete has the one big last game. Uh, and this is like, this is the one night where they, they can try to save the restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, and they kind of pull out all the stops. So there's also a food porn aspect oh, absolutely. <laughs> to it as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you and Ben were kind of <laughs> ogling their their kitchen specifically. Oh, I actually was like, oh, if I knock down that wall in our kitchen, I could definitely get the same layout. <laughs> and why don't I have ten burners? Right. I just have. Would use them? I just have four. Yeah. <laughs> I need. I need ten guys. <laughs> Probably for the scale of their restaurant, they don't need a they kitchen need that, that I elaborate. More than they, I have more people in my house than they have in their restaurant. <laughs> it did. It was so great to watch it with you too, because you guys do have these wonderful like parties, food parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it felt, yeah, it felt appropriate. Uh, I, I don't even know what the meal is that's coming. Like, what what can you reveal? Uh, so I made pasta this morning. Okay. Uh, and I made it a little bit different, like some egg yolk um, pasta. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I rolled it out and I'll cut it up into like linguine noodles. And then a really, really, really simple tomato sauce, which is just cherry tomatoes and olive oil and some garlic. Mm. That is a recipe I learned when we were in Italy. Okay. Um, and it's so, so it's just nothing. It's like three ingredients. But it's very good. It comes out like creamy. And then Ben made meatballs. We have a salad. So wow. like nothing super special, but it's all really handmade, handmade yeah. stuff. That's pretty which awesome. Which is our favorite way to have people over. Yeah. Sorry, those jingles are a dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a Craigslist podcast if you didn't hear a dog shaking itself <laughs> out in the background. I don't know why you think I like jingled my keys. Like, time to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, there is a series of like, uh, it felt like there were a lot of movies in the 80s and 90s that were like, food porn like Babette's Feast was one I hated that movie when I saw that I don't even know what that is Uh, there's a Japanese movie called Tempopo uh, which is about noodles Mm. Uh, like Water for Chocolate is is another one but I don't feel like that stopped right because remember when Spanglish came out and all anyone could talk about was an egg sandwich he made in it (laughs) right and then you're like but that and then you when you watch them you're like oh because the egg sandwich is the best part of the movie (laughs) and you just watched John Favreau's Chef right well I tried (laughs) I fell asleep but not I can't say because I didn't like it I was just tired but he hooked up with Scarlett Johansson in the movie and I was like all right yeah. And then I fell asleep. That's where you draw that's, the line. That's when yeah. it became oh, pure okay. fantasy. I was like, what's happening here? This isn't a real thing. But right? there- Did you think it was a documentary? I thought maybe it was a documentary. And I was like, <laughs> John, you're John lying Bible to me. <laughs> a food truck. <laughs> was there, were there some good food shots in that, though? I heard that there was some... Well, there was a pig thing at the top that was upsetting. 
There's a pig thing in this thing that was upsetting. Yeah, yeah Carla does not want to see a whole pig. No, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, faces of, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I think the thing that was interesting about this movie, though, is like when they showed the meal and they show all the courses, I felt full. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like I was like mm-hmm. when they brought, because they brought out the pig and the whole crowd was yes. like, no more food. And I also was like, oh, I can't. No I've eaten with my eyes too much. It yeah. Was, yeah. But I don't know how they did that. Yeah. It is like the classic, like six course Italian meal. Yeah. yeah. And many restaurants and cinemas have done like a combo, uh, dinner in a movie thing over the years. Mm. Uh, it was, and they have to make the timpano, of course. Of course. Oh, they've done this? Yeah. Cause I was thinking about that. Uh, like there's a couple of theaters in town where you can get like TJ, TGI fries. Uh, TGI Friday style stuff and yeah. I was thinking how disappointing I would be with like <laughs> oh this is a tuna melon no that's just where you order some chicken fingers some at your seat <laughs> yeah no I found one in Portland where they showed it at the Mission Theater which the is like a, and uh, it was uh, uh, in combination with a local restaurant and it was I think it was $110 a head Whoa, to get to get like a five course yeah. meal plus the movie Can yeah we- pause the podcast and you do a record scratch sound and then we're at that because <laughs> we could we could go yeah let's do it oh <laughs> also in researching this movie there's a bunch of articles uh on the 20th anniversary last year and i found a fun one in bon appetit where they talked to stanley tucci tony shalhoub Minnie driver and isabella rossellini about their just various opinions on food and their taste and their favorite dishes and stuff like that. So I'll include that link in the, the, the Twitter. Uh, but then there was also, uh, an article talking to Mario Batali and it was his theory that this movie was a big part in the transition of the restaurant business over the last 20 what? years. That yeah. Double that. Double what? <laughs> <laughs> well, he thinks that it, it, not that it caused it, but it, it kind of like heralded the era of rather than food that the customer wants. Here's food that is an authentic experience, mm. you know, that a, a master chef has made the way that he or she wants to make it for you. And that, that this movie was kind of crucial in that, uh, educating people in, in that way. I think it's more of just a tipping point <laughs> to quote Malcolm Gladwell. Ooh, well. <laughs> uh, which is the idea of there were so many kind of chain restaurants in the nineties, right? And I mean, there still are, but just that was kind of an overload. And so of course it had to go in a different direction yeah. where there's more of an authentic, unique experience. So maybe this movie just came out at the exact right time, Mario. <laughs> He's assuming causation. Oh, okay. when it's just correlation. Yeah, correlation. There's so many terms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about your experience at the Olive Garden? Oh, right. Carla used to work at the I Olive did. Garden. I used to work at the Olive Garden Carla in the nineties. Started the in Olive the Garden. I started the Olive Garden. <laughs> cool. I really should have sold it for more money. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In 1999. No, that's not true. In 2000. Okay. A whole year different. You were so off. (laughs) It was my first serving job and I was miserable. (laughs) Um, But that's where I learned what the difference was between Alfredo sauce and and tomato sauce. (laughs) That's a key key moment in everyone's lives when they learn that. The difference between rigatoni and... Whatever other ones there are. 
sounds like you didn't learn the difference. <laughs> bow tie. <laughs> <And> bow tie. <laughs> Uh, what's the difference between rigatoni and bow tie? Some spirals. <laughs> Lots of uh, free bread refills. Mm-hmm. Worked, unlimited know. breadsticks, and unlimited salad, I believe. In Florence, Kentucky, and it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> what was the worst part about it? Um, uh, yeah, all the, the free refills, free refills on drinks, uh, endless, what is it, bottomless salad bowl? Uh huh. Oh. So you would just keep refilling that puppy up for those. Fat so people are just. <laughs> Wait, where did the like so so the salad bowl was on the table, family mm-hmm. served, family style, mm-hmm. and then you would take the salad bowl and go refill it, or you would just bring a new, fresh, full. That's a one? great question. I don't remember. It feels like a new, fresh one would have to come, but that means also probably there's like a vat of. But salad I remember in making the them in the back. Oh, you made them. So I must have just refilled it then, but I, that would seem like that wouldn't be a health code thing, right? Guys, I just I wanted know. to know Moss Pond I just is where to... I learned that. Moss Pond. More bread, I just please. wanted to know <laughs> how much work it was for you. It was a lot of work. I also spilled a lot of drinks in that job. And I people were just spilled, running you ragged? I once spilled an entire pitcher of lemonade on somebody's lap. Oh. Wow. I was tired. I don't know. Tired of them. So tired of them. Right on them. <laughs> they didn't leave me a tip. I wonder why. <laughs> well, let's go chronologically through the movie a little bit with a segment that we like to call Carla's Quotes. Yay. She's feeling her oats and Craig's taking notes. Whatever they are, it's Carla's Quotes. But because we are also watching with Ben and Julie, I also have some Julie's jokes yeah. in here too. Carla's Woo, quotes terrific. and Julie's jokes. <laughs> and maybe Ben's... I have to say, I'm... Julie is hands down the funniest person that we know. <laughs> I think that's true. And I'm not just saying that because I've had we, a glass of wine. We She's know nothing but comedy writers, improvisers, and, and actors. And in a room full of those people, Julie She's is She's funnier than anybody. Funnier than anyone. Yes. So I'm very delighted by now that I've set it up. Yeah, Craig's listeners, you be the judge. <laughs> oh, great. You be the judge. <laughs> Don't at me. Uh, <laughs> uh, at the beginning I noticed that it's a Timpano production. <laughs> So is it really? Stanley Tucci's production company is Timpano. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think I painted they a picture were... of what the Timpano is exactly, but it's like a huge baked dish with pasta, meat, egg. Hard-boiled like, eggs, yeah. Yeah. It's like Sausage. a cake, but not with <laughs> yeah. anything that's in a cake. Yes. It looked like a trifle, <laughs> but all savory ingredients. Yes. Yeah. And apparently what it really is, because in this Bon Appetit article, like Isabella Rossellini was kind of poo-pooing the timpano and the idea of leftovers. But I think the idea is it's a leftover dish of just like, hey, I got all this, I got all this other shit lying around. Yeah. (laughs) And then with whatever extras you have, you, you bake it in the oven and uh, now it's a timpano. But, uh, I get that reveal of the timpano in the movie is like the key, like food porn moment that everybody remembers. I was so nervous for them. That's what it was. So, right? Like, I was (laughs) like, oh, it better not fall. Yeah. I know. Because I thought they would kill each other. They did set it up that it was going to fall. And it was made from Stanley Tucci's mother's recipe, apparently. Oh. Uh, when uh, during the opening credits, Carla said, Isabella Rossellini, I was just researching her makeup products on eBay. Yes. (laughs) But there's an important, fun, Aspects of these. It's not just any makeup product. She had a makeup line in the 90s after she got fired from Lancome when she turned 40. 
We all remember that moment. Yes. She then started her own makeup line and it didn't do well. So it eventually went away, but they still have some stuff on eBay and it's makeup. So it's like a lipstick holder. But once you're done with the lipstick, the holder turns into a ring that you can wear or like a compact, but that the compact is like a bracelet. So it's I was like classy stuff. It's not yes. like a pen around your neck like a lifeguard <laughs> or somebody might have on exactly. where it's just lipstick at the end instead of a pen or a badge. Exactly. It's, it's classy. And it's um sustainable because you Wait. can reuse it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyways, it was $180 for her bracelets and I thought I can't do And that it. came with makeup? No. Oh, well that's a waste. Makeup's dead. So they're still available. No, not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think you want to spend a lot of money on it. Uh, during the credits, there were a lot of Italian names, and Carla said, every time we see an Italian name, we have to say it. And we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In a thick Italian accent, of course. Uh, there's a lot of clues early on that uh, this restaurant is not doing doing well, and Carla said, I think that's the screenwriter telling us for the first time they don't have much money. <laughs> that was our favorite. Because <laughs> they couldn't turn on the sink, and he was like, oh, remind me to call the plumber and tell him he's not doing a good job, or something like that. Right? Yep. Uh, and then we see the restaurant and nobody's there. And Carla said, Oh no, where are the customers? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't opened yet, actually. Uh, yeah, I just. Still think- a good question, Carla. That's <laughs> Thank still you. a good Thanks question. Thanks, you guys. I feel like this is one of those movies of like cumulative effect. It just gets a million tiny details right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have like the, the big scene necessarily, but it just has just a lot of little things it does really well. There's Paul and Ben talking in the other room. They are so loud. Are they doing a podcast in the other room? <laughs> yeah, they probably are. <laughs> They're doing a behind the scenes of this podcast. <laughs> I've not heard Ben that loud ever. <laughs> oh, and then around this house. <laughs> and then early on, there's a scene where there's a couple of tourists, maybe, you know, kind of middle-aged, you know, white couple. Uh, and they have a problem with everything that he's oh, bringing God. out. And, and she says to him, Monsieur, is this what I ordered? Monsieur, <laughs> I didn't even hear that. That's great. I was uh, just concentrating on how much they were smoking. Yes. <laughs> and they're smoking. smoking so much. Yeah. And, uh, and then they're like, well, can we get a side of spaghetti? Cause all main courses come with spaghetti. And then, uh, Stanley Tucci goes back in the kitchen to try to convince Tony Shalhoub to make this side of spaghetti for these people and he refuses to do Because they have risotto. They have risotto. Yeah, that's the important part. It's a starch. (laughs) They can't have two starches. Yeah. But I feel like his faith, Tony Shalhoub's face when he says, can they have spaghetti, is this like faith that I was like, I don't know if I saw this in 1996, I would recognize that face. But now after living in Los Angeles for 14 years, I think I recognize that face, which is like the face you have after notes. <laughs> from a like like I've seen Ben get that face. I've seen yeah. Ben Axe get that face. Yeah. I've seen I like everyone yes. just be like just like just gosh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the other aspect that's separate from the idea of food. Like he happens to be a chef in this, but it is also the idea of like artistic mm-hmm. perfection. Right. He and feels like, like an artist. I'm not yeah. gonna compromise my art, you know, to serve what these people want. Totally. You know? Uh, and that's a theme that I think anybody can relate to regardless of what your particular art is. Uh, but when that scene was over, Carla's like, sometimes it is hard to be a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ben said, they're Italian. <laughs> 
Tony Shalhoub, by the way, a Lebanese American. I was going to say he's not Italian. Lebanese American who has played Jews, Arabs, yes. Latinos, Italians, every possible ethnicity. Because Good for that guy, he's the UN. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then there's a quick shot of uh, when Stanley Tucci goes to the bank to try to talk to the bank manager about extending their loan. Uh, and Minnie Driver, his girlfriend, is a teller there, but she's in the like the old school teller thing, like behind bars. And Julie, this is Julie's jokes, oh, no. said that was Minnie Driver. She's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different movie that way. It's just a different movie because they could have baked a knife <clears throat> or like a shiv and a <laughs> And it's one of those movies where even like actors in tiny parts like get a a good little moment. So like the bank manager. Uh, who's a recognizable character actor whose name I, I don't recall, but, uh, Stanley Tucci's just trying to like make pleasantries with yeah. him and the guy keeps trying to cut him off. He's like, I'm going to change the direction of this conversation right now, <laughs> which I think is a great line. What did Julie handy. say? I'm going to use that at a meeting tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Carla said, I feel so emasculated after that conversation. <laughs> And then Julie said, Ben, we should have a failing restaurant because you don't have to be too busy and you get all this art. Because <laughs> the guy play, paid with art. They have one regular customer who's like a beatnik artist <laughs> who they give him a free meal and then There's he gives them his really paintings. There's something really appealing about that, right? Just to be like just barely staying open. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, ah, oh, it's Thursday. Let's just have all our friends over. Look at all our great art. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I like, think, he gave me the look, like a like kind of look when um when they'll write something and i was like oh well hopefully it doesn't go because then you don't have to work on it and he just gives me this look like come on stop it stop it uh but restaurants are the top failed business right you know yeah, most probably, restaurants yeah. fail and actors <laughs> well i guess if you count every individual yeah, actor true. has a separate business acting is by far the most failed business. I just drank a whole glass of water. Like I had never drank a water before. Good for you, Carla. Good for you. <laughs> we wouldn't let Carla have any water till no. halfway through. Uh, but by the end of this movie and spoilers, the, the restaurant probably fails. No, we don't know that. We don't know that. Because we don't know guy, that. Like, Aww, something, Julie. something could happen. Wait, <laughs> you, think? I know you got so positive. You're Go a very ahead, hopeful, well, hopeful person. Well, I feel person. like what could happen is because this was the first time they really put themselves out there and had a bunch of people there because they've been trying to do it, you know, like, yeah. like we're going to just have a restaurant and like if we build it, people will come. That was yeah. the business model before. And then this kind of put them in a place where it's like, no, you got to put yourself out there. You got to invite people in. You got to give food away for free. You got to do whatever. You throw a party. It's not about the food. It's a party. This could be like maybe they get a nice like newspaper article out of it. Or I mean, there's a photographer there. Yeah. You're a very kind person. I'll go there. I love that she thinks that maybe it was okay. But you you realize like. In, even in a, a neighborhood like ours, we have like some standby restaurants, but then there's like spaces that just like keep changing mm-hmm. and keep cycling different places. Yeah. And then you realize behind every failed restaurant is like some kind of tragic personal story of like people who invested all of their money yeah. and time and heart into this place and well, it just, like so it didn't click for whatever right. reason. Yeah. Like there's so many things. There's like, um, 
I was reading a, a review in the LA Times about this restaurant that's supposed to be great, but they're like, hey, the big thing holding it back is you're going to get there and the sign is ugly and you're going to think it's like a neighborhood pizza parlor that just has like a ton, like they have pictures of the food on the menu. Like they're mm-hmm. just doing everything yeah. a little off, but the food is incredible. <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff to get right, right, which is not unlike making a movie, I guess, you know? Yeah. And there's even places that like do well for five or six years and then for some reason then close for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, it's a miracle when a restaurant lasts 20 years or whatever and becomes a, uh, a neighborhood treasure. Uh, Carla, there's a lot of smoking in this film. Julie, I'm going to have to wash my clothes. <laughs> Do you remember though, like when yes. you would go out and you have to hang your clothes outside? Yes. Hell yeah! Your I mean, jacket. I went, I you went drinking in Chicago yeah. every night for eleven years, yeah. <laughs> and then, congratulations! And then I, thank you. And then never smoked, but reeked like smoke forever. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I uh, this was when I lived in Boston, and we went to my boyfriend at the time, and I had um, made scallops. This is when I was just first learning how to cook, and I love scallops, and I was like, I'm gonna make scallops. And I cook the hell out of them, which makes scallops <laughs> smell really bad. You're supposed to just sear them and get out. Yeah. But I was so afraid when you first, when I first started to cook, I was so afraid of poisoning. I was going to say, you don't want to poison. Yeah. Anyone. I would cook chicken till it was like beyond done. Yeah. And right. it's tough. And it's just, I was making jerky. But we, and chewy scallops yeah. are the worst. So I made yeah. scallops and they just like, the whole apartment stunk like fish. But then we went out to a Boston bar, which was like, of course, an Irish pub, and like it just smelled like yesterday's beer and a ton of cigarettes. And so we were there, and it was crowded, and people were smoking, and people were like, "Do you smell fish <laughs> over that? Like we stunk so bad." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's me. I, I smell like fish. You're smelling you can me. Smell my scallops. You can smell me over the, the beer and the smoke." So there's a scene of Stanley Tucci and Minnie Driver making out in the back of a car, and. uh you know, he wants it to go further physically, but you know, she's kind of like drawn the, uh, the line. And then, uh, he kind of gives her a half hearted proposal that he doesn't really mean. And, uh, and then he says, well, thank you very much, but no, not right now. And Julie said, those were our vows. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice ceremony. <clears throat> And because we're at Julie and Ben's house rather than our house, rather than have Benny or uh, Frankie on her lap, Carla had their dog Dennis mm-hmm. on her lap. And uh, she said, Dennis, are you my Stanley Tucci? <laughs> 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 now, you have an even more romantic relationship with this dog than either I of our love dogs. Dennis. <laughs> so much so boyfriend. that when Sarah and Todd were here a couple of days ago, Dennis jumped up on Sarah's lap and she said, oh, Dennis, do you think I'm Carla? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. When Ian Holm first appeared, Carla said, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's in everything. And uh, there's a great scene, uh, a great directorial choice <laughs> with Stanley Tucci and Ian Holm uh, where Ian Holm is at his desk. Uh, oh, getting a text from Paul that says, hurry up. Oh, <laughs> oh tell him to come in here. Um, he can come be a part of it if he wants. Uh, so Ian Holm is at, at a, a desk in his office and he's, and when they, you cut to Stanley Tucci's point of view, 
point of view shot looking at Ian Holm. He's behind a giant desk lamp, which is blocking his face, which is obviously a directorial choice they would never make unless you in- intentionally wanted to do that. And then after like three cut twos of Ian Holm with this lamp blocking him, he finally hits the lamp down. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny. because you've been so frustrated watching it and it's, it's almost like he's finally, uh, answering the the viewer's (laughs) frustration and that's when he has that classic line that i said at the beginning of the podcast bite your teeth into the ass of life oh so good another good one to use at work any movie (laughs) any movie that has that line automatic uh member of craigslist it's just are there many are there a lot that have that that's the only one that i know of but uh lord of the rings yeah Bite your teeth into the ass of life. <laughs> uh, so Isabella Rossellini, 10 years after Blue Velvet. Oh, she's so beautiful. <laughs> she's so beautiful. Yeah. You're what in do, love with her clavicles. That you I said. <laughs> what about her clavicles? Are they two or are they no, one? No, just one, I think. It's a clavicle. Okay. I don't know. They were just really protruding. <laughs> <laughs> just the hottest part of a lady is yeah. the clavicle. Uh, when we saw Allison Janney, who plays a shy <laughs> florist who Tony Shaloub has a crush on, uh, Julie said, CJ Craig. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> and there's a scene so where fun. Tony Shaloub is. Julie's a, checking her list. How are we doing? I haven't yet gotten to mention the resources on my website, but I'm good. <laughs> uh, but I, again, because this movie is composed of like tiny human moments, there's a scene where Tony Shalhoub is supposed to invite Allison Janney to the dinner and he's at her floral shop and is doing anything other than inviting her for the dinner. <laughs> and it's so cute and sweet. So and they're, cute. they're both so nervous and what? like, you know, uh, hiding their real feelings for each other. And the interesting thing is that Stanley Tucci, who is the character who is like more, uh, friendly and upbeat as the story goes of like, we kind of see like all these pressures beginning to take a toll on him over the course of the movie. Tony Shaloub, who is the more of like the tortured artist at the beginning, we see through his like flirtation with Allison Janney of him becoming more open and friendly mm-hmm. and, uh, un, you know, understanding. So of like, there's kind of like a nice role reversal between those characters over the course of the movie. Um, and during that scene when, uh, he's, He's asking her what she's doing tonight. And she says, well, I'm probably going to go home and get in the tub. And Carla said, bow, chicka, bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> There's also one of the great uh, real sneaking up behind someone scenes where uh, uh, Stanley chooses trying to change the record. And Minnie Driver comes up to surprise him from behind. And he has such a great reaction yeah. to it uh, where he's like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know? It seemed like that might have actually been a surprise. To him. <laughs> it might have been. Yeah. He's a very good actor. Um, whenever, uh, they're yelling in the other room. It's <laughs> <laughs> official. There's always yelling in this house. Uh, whenever there's a, a scene of tension, you know, he always says, like, I want to talk to my brother a little bit. And Carla <laughs> said, uh, or I want to talk to my brother one second. And Carla said, smack him around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you just wanted those guys to fight the they whole did, time. They did, and then huh? they did at the end. Spoiler. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, Julie, this is a little foreshadowing, but you said if this turns out like waiting for oh. Guffman and Louis Prima doesn't show up, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> and Louis Prima, spoilers ahead, does not, does show, not up. show up. I, uh, 
As a matter of fact, Pasquale has fucked them over of like he never had any intention of inviting <laughs> Louis Prima to but this. But did he do that because he knew about Stanley Tucci? That's and not his wife. clear. That's like, not clear to me. Clear. I think yeah. it is clear. How is it clear? When Isabella Rossellini is watching Stanley Tucci at the dinner, Ian Holmes' character throws a piece of bread at her to get okay. her attention. Okay. Yeah. Good point but i <laughs> no seriously but like i feel like he wasn't mad he was just like i'm on to you right yeah. like otherwise he would have done more than throw bread yeah. if that was with him discovering it i think and then he's so he's such a businessman that mm-hmm. i feel like he's like i don't know this is just something you do he doesn't even think he's being mean right i think i don't know though. he wants him to come work for him yeah like I he's th- just I like i need to put the things in place to make this i'll shake out for my business which yeah. is a like a really different type of person. Yeah. He wants to put their restaurant out of business and have the brothers come and work for him or at the very least go back to Italy where they're no longer the competition right. for him. Because he knows that they are, they do have better food. Yes. Right. Even and, though they're not as popular. And then at the end when he confronts them, Stanley Tucci's like, is this about a woman? And Ian Holmes like, oh, please. <laughs> as if, yeah. like, I don't yeah. even care that you're fucking my wife. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it is it is overt that he knows about it. But yeah. Um but there's there's one really quick and weird scene of a chef on fire in slow mo coming out oh, of Pasquale's. Yeah. And Carla said, is this a different movie? Because <laughs> you know what it looked like? It, it looked like it maybe had jumped to like a Quentin Tarantino movie yeah. for a second. Or Backdraft. Yeah, or like a John Woo movie in slow-mo and it's like yeah. two dubs or something. A woovie, please. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that either. Uh, and then there's a scene she where... wants to get out. I took a picture. <laughs> we meet the other director, Campbell Scott, uh, who plays a Cadillac salesman. And there's a, a nice conversation between him and Stanley Tucci. And he's like, is it, this is this year's car? He's like, no, this is next year's car. And he's like, you buy next year's car now. Right. <laughs> you know? And it's kind of like, uh, a nice little comment on the American, the weirdness of the American dream and how like you've constantly kind of like got to stay ahead of the competition or, or whatever. Uh, and then most of the movie is they're having this big party. You know, they've invited all the minor characters that we've met throughout the movie as well as some others that we haven't met yet. Uh, are all there at the restaurant for this big feast. Uh, we see some people doing shots. Uh, Carla said, man, I wish I could do shots. <laughs> Julie said, you can do shots. And Carla said, nope, things get ugly. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done some shots. Oh, it would have been so sad. I would have been crying. I'm the last person in, on the planet to encourage another person to do shots, by the way. Tony Shalhoub has a barber buddy, another Italian immigrant that he always goes over to... Um, to talk to and uh he's he's furious at pasquale and he says do you know what goes on in that man's kitchen rape rape of cuisine (laughs) and carla said i think he's using that word wrong (laughs) when we see them eating the antipasto carla said that's me eating olives and (laughs) there's also there's a priest there at the dinner and julie said that's me i'm a priest is is that the game That was really funny. <laughs> you know that old that old game where you like Julie. It was like it's like you call dibs on a character. That's me. <clears throat> and you're like, oh well, the person eating got called, so I guess I'm the priest. <laughs> One of the things I like about this movie, just from an acting and writing perspective, is uh, a lot of kind of overlapping dialogue, a kind of like awkward pauses, a kind of like false starts. It just feels like really authentic dialogue of the way that people 
really talk to each other. It doesn't feel very written at all. Like we're doing now after we memorized what you sent us <laughs> right. yes. by email. Thank you, ladies, for studying your lines. I'm going to have another olive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be another priest. <laughs> priest, priest, priest. Carla said, I think I would learn to cook if I had that kitchen. Yeah. I feel like you know how to cook. <laughs> mm, I boiled an egg yesterday for the first time. Okay. How'd it go? Really good. Yeah. It was a poached egg. You boiled, did a hard boiled egg. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> what happened at the end? It tasted really good. <laughs> was it in its shell or out of its shell? In its shell. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's not easy to do eggs. Yeah, that they—that's what they give like as a cooking test to see. Oh, like, really? For people, if you can do eggs, you can do anything. Yeah, mine. Cut to the last scene of the movie, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, <laughs> when he has Allison Janney in the kitchen, he's kind of showing her the ropes. Uh, Tony Shalhoub, he's like, "You have to go to this place and get to this dish. It's called uh, lasagna bolognese." <laughs> bolognese. And Carla said, "Wait, is this a world where lasagna doesn't exist?" <laughs> That's the point in the movie where you find out it's an alternative reality. <laughs> Just, and that's the only difference. Yeah. I think Julie said this. I guess in my head, I think that Isabella Rossellini and Bjork are good friends. Yes. <laughs> and why do you that. think that? Why do you think well, that exactly? They're both like otherworldly, right? <laughs> and they both have like this. They both, when they say a word, the word sounds like it's. When, when other people talk, it sounds like the words are falling out of their mouth. And when those two, to me, talk, not to, they don't talk to me, first of all. <laughs> when they talk, <laughs> words sound like they're being extracted. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's, I can't explain it. As soon as you said it, I laughed, but then I was also like, yeah, yeah that makes a lot the of same. sense. They should do it. <laughs> if they're not friends, this is what I'd like to plug. It says on my list I should plug, wait to plug something, but I should plug something near the end. I'd like to plug Isabella Rossellini and Bjork becoming friends. Yes. That's if, great. If they're not already. Which Let's I make it happen. Let's okay. make it happen, folks. I'm going to cross that off my list. They're, they're meant to be together. Isabella Rossellini and now, Bjork. Some, Carla uh, shocks me sometimes with her eye for detail. Uh so the the big restaurant scene, there's probably 20 characters, you know, including some people who just okay. have a line or two or extras. But there's one young blonde actress who maybe has a line or two. Uh, but Carla said, I think she played the young Goldie Hawn in the first Wives Club. Look that up. <laughs> and I looked it up and she sure did. Nicely done. Amazing. The same year, by the same way. Same year. 96. I know. She had a big year. The gear didn't do anything ever after that again. Sad. When sure, Miss Louis Prima didn't come to a restaurant. <laughs> Ruined her life. When they finally reveal the big timpano, that big moment that we talked about, Carla said, Instagram that shit. <laughs> uh, the final main course is a gigantic pig. Carla said, I hope that was a fake pig. Yep. Uh, and then <laughs> I think the final course is the uh, the dolce, the the sweets, which I guess are just they, I think they're just having some fruit. It was, it was yeah. some grapes and then some nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, it kind of like pans down the table of everybody just like wrecked from this meal. And Carla said, or the Julie said, nine of them are dead. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a lady lying down on the table. On the table. So weird. And Carla said, it's like after sex, you go on the table. Right, Craig? Right? And then what did the rest of us say? Nothing. Nothing. Total For 25 minutes. Craig's listeners, I can confirm. Yeah. Uh, and then that, that moment where you realize that Pasquale has fucked them over is just devastating, so good, you know? Uh, and you, you know, a movie that's like pretty light and, you know, 
friendly and you know and, and funny in tone kind of like just takes a darker turn you know and it, yeah. it but it feels earned uh and then they have uh the two brothers have this huge fight on the beach where they're kind of tackling each other it's it's a little played for comedy but it's also really devastating but did you notice during the fight how afraid they both are of sand yes like did you do like kick some sand and then and then tony shalhoub acts like it's dynamite <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, the, this, this big night did not come together for them. So of like, unlike those other big movies where you have the last big case or the last big game, they don't, they don't win, you know, yeah. they don't but have they the thing that they wanted. Win, well, right. Cause they realize that all you need are the people around you. They and also it is, the the first, to- I'm starting to side with Julie on this one. They, they also are able to be their truthful selves with each other for the first time yeah. in a long time where, where Tony's like, uh, you were being, e- we are being eaten alive by this place. And what's his face? <laughs> the other guy. Secondo. Yeah. Stanley Tucci. Secondo, um, makes it clear that like he wants to be in America. Like yeah. he wants to make this business work. Cause Tony Shalhoub has an offer to go back and yeah. work at a restaurant in Rome. Yeah. Yeah. So that they are finally all this repressed stuff mm-hmm. that they've never said to each other they're finally saying in the fight you know so so they're clearing the air which is good so it's not a big night and that's the big night that turns a restaurant around but it's the big night that um is a turning point for the better yeah. mm. both of them for the brotherhood guys it's a great happy ending <laughs> <laughs> carla said after that scene it's hard to be a man <laughs> carla would know <laughs> yep and then when he has that final confrontation with pasquale uh, uh, Ian Holmes, a great line. It's like, I'm a businessman. I'm anything I need to be at any time. Yeah. And Carla said, you're Trump. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag MAGA. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't it feel like that? <clears throat> mm. I feel like nothing feels anymore. <clears throat> I know. that territory. I know. And I think maybe one of the most famous things about this movie is the final shot, which is a like five minute unbroken silent scene mm-hmm. of just Stanley Tucci making an omelet for himself and Mark Anthony and then eventually uh, Tony Shalhoub when he walks in in the in the kitchen. Uh, Julie said, this better not end. It did end, unfortunately. It's not the nine-hour movie I wanted <clears throat> it to be. But Blacker said something that – or Ben said something that interested me and you, I think, which is when he said, this is one of my favorite scenes of all time of any movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he definitely said it, that. For me too. Yeah. It's the first time I've heard of him having a favorite. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, and it's just of um, Stanley Tucci making eggs for them all. Yeah. And it's a silent scene. It's kind of amazing. Roger Ebert's take on that was you get a sense that anybody who can make a perfect omelet can get by okay with anything in life, <laughs> which is a nice way of putting it. But, but yeah, P- I mean, yes, is the heat was too high for that to be a perfect <laughs> omelet. <laughs> I did think that I was like, I was thinking your that. instincts are good. Thanks, Julie. You're a good friend. <laughs> and you see Mar- Mark Anthony has taken some, uh, some bread and putting his eggs on top of that. And Julie said, this guy just invented the egg McMuffin. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> I was speaking the truth. <laughs> and then the final silent shot, these two brothers who have had uh, this maybe a, a devastating end to their business. Maybe not. We don't know. It's ambiguous. 
uh, but had this horrific fight the night before where they screamed at each other, just kind of put their arms around each other and pat each other in the back. And it's oh. the sweetest, yeah. sweetest little ending. And oh, Carla, wow. during the sweet ending, said, Ah, the brothers, Mario and Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> To thoroughly ruin that moment. No, it's a good. It was the beginning of the Mario Brothers franchise. <laughs> right. They're but both I'm, millionaires now, millionaire plumbers. But I am big on endings in in general, and I think uh, this is a movie that really like sticks the landing. Yeah, agreed. It's just a, it's a great ending to a great movie, and I tell you, I mean, I I like this movie more every time I see it. And of all the things we've watched so far, maybe Eternal Sunshine is higher, but this is probably my favorite thing that we've watched so far. It's so fun to watch it with good friends. (laughs) Carla, you want to give this movie a letter grade? A plus. Are you serious? Yeah. Did you really like it that much? I did. That makes me so happy. I really enjoyed it. But I, I knew I liked it, but then just getting older and seeing it again and being able to appreciate those things I was talking about earlier really... Put it overboard. And then also drinking wine is really fun. (laughs) And having Julie to make jokes with is super fun. Julie, you want to give this movie a letter grade? I'll give it an A. Yeah. Nice. A's all around. Craig's listeners, check out Big Night. It's such a fun movie. And you want to do a little khaki theater? Yeah. What does that mean? So we (laughs) improvise a scene from the movie. So the movie ends. They've cooked the omelet. They're eating the omelet. They're patting each other in the back. We don't know what happens next, except in this scene. So, uh, so Julie, you could play uh, Mark Anthony. Sure, I'm going to go start my McDonald's franchise. <laughs> Great, uh, Carla, you can be the tortured artist, uh, Tony Shalhoub. Great, Primo, and I'll be uh, Secondo. Okay. I uh, I just want to say that I got. Uh, so much tail last night after you uh you did you got you got the tail last night yes the flower lady she's a really uh you know no i don't i don't i mean like no, uh, uh the way her petals open up for me okay so you're doing a flower metaphor yes okay it was on a table it was on this table oh it was this table that we're eating i would have cleaned the table well had i known you that. know okay these things are spontaneous and uh has a has a omelet by the way I just worked out that the cost of this sandwich is like 34 cents. And if we can send, sell these for a dollar, we'll be millionaires. Oh, wait a second. Christiana, what? I never heard you talk before. I've been working on a business plan this whole movie. I it's never know. It's past three, three days. You never said one word. I never know that he, he didn't have an accent of any kind. Oh no, I've been working really hard behind the scenes. Wait, a, wait so what's your name again? What Mark is Anthony. <laughs> Mark Anthony. Okay, Are you sure, telling me you sure. have a way to save our business? No, my business. Oh, oh wait. So you're going to start your own thing. I already have. But wait a second. You already have. When you were a baby, you showed up on our doorstep in a diaper. <laughs> and we take you in. Yes. We and gave you a you job. Were 15 years old. And I'm but. truly grateful for the experience. And you've taught me so much. And I'd be glad to have you on as mid-level managers in my new Oh, thing. fuck you. We're not going to work, to work at your restaurant. Wait a second. You're a bus boy. Yes, I, I show you everything you know. I show you how to shave your uh, mustache. <laughs> And that's why you don't have one. Right. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, my God. Fuck this kid. Get the fuck out of my Are kitchen. Are coming into this venture or not? Fuck no. Wait a second. Wait, wait. We have to, wait. We have to think seriously what? about it. Here. We have no business anymore. I no. mean, I lost my virginity last night. So that's yeah, That wasn't your virginity? Yeah. It takes a while. You were like sometimes. 40 years old. But, what's... You know, 
you just pray and pray and these things happen. <laughs> well, they're good for you. Uh, but we, we have no business. Okay, we go to work for Mark Anthony then. See. <laughs> 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 Best improv scene we've ever done. Julie, was that your improv debut? Yes, yes it was. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> it was really That good. was great. Uh Julie, uh, how'd you do on your checklist of first podcast appearance? Um, to be honest, not, not great. <laughs> um, What's called, the one key thing you did not do? Okay, I called you by your name. I mentioned the podcast by name. Check, I check. complimented the host, the show, and the audience. I did not reference a previous guest or episode. Oh. oh. Well, Ben Blacker. We talked about Ben yeah, Blacker yeah, a little no, bit. Tootsie. Totally, I, get, I get credit there. I watched Tootsie with him. Yeah. yeah, so that's good. You mentioned Todd Cooper. He did the oh, yeah, uh, he Rules did of the Game episode that. with us. Oh, my goodness, really? <laughs> <laughs> he had a great time. Um, I I don't have a website, so I didn't mention it. But um, okay. I didn't say that was a great question. I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> Anything you want to plug? Things you like? Things you want people to know about? Uh, just Isabella Rossellini and Bjork being best friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm supposed to thank the host and the audience at the end of the interview. This is the time. <laughs> Craig and Carla and the Craigslist audience, I want to thank you for having me on. Aww. Nice. Carla, anything you want to plug? Um, I want to plug uh, Isabella Rossellini and Bjork <laughs> becoming fast friends. <laughs> High five to Julie. And then also we are going to be at the Stumptown Improv Festival. Already nope. happened. Just Already kidding. happened. Where are we at? Uh, you know, we have not yet done the San Francisco Improv Fest. Okay, that's coming up this weekend. The San Francisco Improv Festival. Come check us out. We have shows and workshops, and you can find all of that information on orangetuxedoimprov.com. All right. Carla, it sounds like you like movies about Italian-Americans in the New York metropolitan area in the 1950s. I love them, as long as they don't have any guns in them. Oh, uh, yeah. This movie doesn't have that any is. guns, so... Next, coming up on the list, uh, we've got number 55, and it's time to revisit the movies of Mr. Martin Scorsese. Oh, boy. You love the king of comedy. Oh, boy. And this is a gritty black and white drama about a boxer named Jake. Raging Bull. Named seen it. Jake LaMotta. You've seen it. Skip it. <laughs> well, you've got two passes left. You want to use them wisely. Let's so, see how it goes. okay. So this stars Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. And Kathy Moriarty, and it was... Uh, we can talk about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go eat it was a Okay, it was acclaimed the best movie of the 1980s, the entire decade. So get ready for some... <laughs> get ready for some Raging Bull action. And you, you ready for pasta? I'm ready. Okay, it's time for our big night. Bye, Alfredo. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. The list is an absolute good. The list is life.